special thank you to the sponsor of today's show, uh, Tim Parr, a uh, podcast with short blogs from an author's pen. Thanks so much, Tim. Hi, everyone. Karina Gantis here, your host for Behind the Pen. It's the first episode of the new year. How is everyone doing out there? I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and um, spent a lovely time with your family new year, hopefully. Um, I am Karina Gantis, the host. I'm also an award-winning author of 14 books. I'm an award-winning filmmaker. I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, booktuber, and I host the uh, author assist show on the artist first radio network and i run author assist which helps authors with their promotion and marketing everything from brainstorming an idea right through to promoting and marketing the final book but enough about me my first guest of the year is rebecca vigus welcome to the show rebecca thank you glad to be here how was your new year dear um really quiet i spent it at home um and i live alone but i had a visitor um on monday a four-legged visitor he's a deer oh wow Our, uh, my neighbor has a wildlife rescue and he was rescued as a small fawn when his mother died he and his brother and his brother's not nearly as friendly but this one comes right up on the porch. He knocked on the door oh to see if God. I would come to the door. It's really cute. Oh, so I videotaped him and uh, went on with my day, but it, it's fun. Yeah, that would have really made a, a wonderful start to a new year to be so close up to, to nature like that. Wonderful. Oh, I can pet him. He's, he's just really friendly. Oh, wow. He's kind of a neighborhood pet. <laughs> um, so behind the pen is for anyone who holds a pen. Basically, you can be a author, an illustrator, a musician, a uh, uh, artist, a writer, uh, editor, a tattooist. Anyone who holds a pen is a guest on my show. So my first question of the year to my first uh, guest is Rebecca what do you use your pen for <laughs> several things um I am a writer an award-winning writer um, I have 15 books and I'm working on five more at the moment so I'm <laughs> keeping busy I'm also a writing coach and I do some editing wonderful so I, so I keep myself busy you do oh, the same as me. I I'm nonstop twenty four hours because I I have insomnia, so I don't sleep. And most of my clients are from the US. I'm over in Greece, so when I'm supposed to be sleeping, they're wide awake. And because I don't sleep, it's perfect. It's perfect. Actually, it is. <laughs> so um, it's great that you're an editor because you save yourself so much money from hiring editors. Because uh, I mean they are worth their weight in gold don't get me wrong they're worth every penny especially when you find a good one but they are very costly and uh, so you being able to do it yourself is a uh, is a big uh, cost saving when it comes to 
um, publishing a book because readers don't realize how much we as self-published authors pay to, to uh, get our book published. It's, it's, it's not free. People are like, oh, you just go on Amazon and put it on. And it's no, no, it doesn't work like that. Before it goes on it Amazon, don't. you pay for the editing, you pay for the cover design, you pay for the formatting. And of course, it needs to be as polished and 100% ready before it gets published. Um, so, yeah. Did you, did you self-teach yourself or did you um, go on courses or how did you become an editor? Um, mostly self-taught in editing, um, mostly because I have an English major in college. Um, people would come to me and say, will you proofread, edit this for me? And it started back in college and yeah. I didn't charge for it. Don't me. <laughs> I do now, but I do now. <laughs> But, you know, I've been writing for over 50 years. Um, I was 10 years old when a teacher I had handed me a paper and said, with your imagination, one day I'm going to see you in books. And I believed him. And so for the next year and a half, I wrote nonsense poems. I don't know what I had written or turned into him. I didn't keep the paper. Um, but I did. I wrote nonsense poems. I started out as a poet. Uh, and we well, all know that, that people tell you poetry doesn't sell. They lie. It does. Um, my first book, Only a Start, there were only 75 copies. I think I sold two. The rest I gave away. Um, and I've acquired several lately um, due to the fact that my parents got the one for my grandmother and my great-grandmother and you know several other family members who got them and they all ended up in stuff my parents had and when my mother died a year ago a little over a year ago I got all the family archives books yeah. pictures everything yeah. the same with my my father when he passed away I got the original cover of my first book back um, signed to my dad. And I couldn't even remember the original cover because it's been changed like three times already. So let's let's talk about the the, the your books. I mean, you're, you're one book ahead of me. Um, is it all poetry? Do you write fiction? No, no, actually my second book get this was so you think you want to be a mommy which oh. is a self-help book for um tweens and teens and oh, wow. it's not a long book it's what 64 pages um and i think every fifth grade parent should get this boy or girl and sit down and read it with their child um but i can't get anybody to buy into that i did get one minister this is a second edition on this one, by the way. Um, the first edition one went to a minister I was working with when I lived in South Carolina um, because she thought it was great for the girls um, because the girls that she worked with lived in poverty and all they wanted to do was have babies. Oh, dear. 
And she wanted them to know there was something more. Um, I write mystery, thriller, suspense for the most part. However, I have delved into children's books. Ah. Um, this one, this was a labor of love. It's called Genius for Gymnastics, and it is an alphabet book. I started it when my granddaughter was four. She was two when I actually got a publisher to publish it. Because the publisher I had when I started it said, any idiot can write an alphabet book. Why Tell would me. you want to waste your time? Tell me. Where did you find your illustrator for the book? Um, this illustrator came from um, Fiverr.com. Yeah. Good. And I have found um, a lot the cover she even did the the cover um front cover for it the back cover was done by my publisher so all, all they had to do was just put it together and let me upload it to the publisher um we were good i also did a middle grades book a year ago santa. Um, this is santa is for real but he doesn't always wear a red suit this is about two best friends, they're 12 year old boys. And Tommy wants to convince Teddy that Santa is real, even if he doesn't wear a red suit. So he sets out to find a way to do that. And they end up building a wheelchair ramp for a student in their school who needs a wheelchair ramp to come home from the hospital. Aww. What the two boys don't know until after Christmas, is that he was coming home to die. Oh. And so there is that in there um, because they have to deal with this now that they did a good thing for somebody, but the somebody really doesn't get to enjoy it. Now, oh, cover sad. art and chapter art all were done by Fiverr and the gal who um, put it together. But my separation in my chapters, yeah, that, that was my niece. She <laughs> is uh, an artist. And so she did that and she did the other two actual illustrations in here. This is one where the boys published are with a way. publisher or is that with a, did you do that yourself? That's with a that's with a publisher which one which that's publisher? with a publisher um author academy elite and that that's, who you've been um, with, with the other one carrie uh with both of those books and this one um and this was a lap the last book in a four book series last book um, in a four book series wow yeah um the second book in the series crossing the line was the one i won my award on uh this one kind of wraps up some things that were left hanging in that second book and needed closure is this that mystery thriller genre it, it, yeah it is um 
it deals with a hit and run accident yeah. in which the governor's daughter's involved and his niece dies as a result. Uh-huh. And um, it, it also deals with a ki- break in and a kidnapping and three girls are taken hostage after this um, to be sold into sex trafficking. Wow, you covered everything, didn't you? I did. I had everything in this book. Um, But that's that's what my books do. They take real life things mm -hmm. and spin them so that they're fiction. I know a Um, lot of people that are doing that instead of doing like a nonfiction or just getting their viewpoint across, they're getting their viewpoint across and making the statement through a fiction book, making it um, entertaining, but still making it, this goes on. You need to know about this. Um, Um, When we started this series, it was a cold case and it was mostly to introduce the cast that would be carrying on mm-hmm. in the next ones. So that was how it, it started. And my main character is Macy McVannell. McVannell being my mother's mother's maiden name. <laughs> and so when I did the book, my mom didn't get to proofread it ahead of time. And I just gave her the finished copy. And she looked at me and said, when she was finished reading it don't you think you should have asked first (laughs) and I looked at her and I said honestly no I'm one quarter McVannell and I didn't make her the villain (laughs) Uh, so at that that point um she accepted that but she wasn't real happy with it I did it to honor the grandmother that I never knew yeah that's why yeah that's beautiful and she my mother learned that later but um yeah that was why that's the full book book series what what's the actual series called um it's the macy mcvannell series and the first book is river's edge the second book is crossing the line the third and crossing the line deals with bullying when kids are crossing the line and doing illegal things to each other. Then the third book is Sanctuary and it deals with women who are in an abusive situation and helping them escape. Mm-hmm. There was a spinoff called Escape, it's a short story. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with for children who were being abused yeah. and getting them out of the situation. Yeah. Um, bear in mind, I do not write graphic novels. So in the children's one, um, there were allusions to what happened. Yeah. Got yeah. But not specifics. Yeah. Then there was a spinoff called Of Moonbeams and Fairies Collected Tales. And it's a 64 page book of original fairy tales. But because the main character in Sanctuary was reading this to two little kids that she was taking care of while their mom was in the hospital, I knew I had to write it. It has become my number one bestseller. It is the first book 
that took me international. That's and so awesome. that okay. was amazing. And then we have the fourth book, which is something borrowed, something blue. Now, okay. um, um, in, in the back of it, it tells you that um, there will be another Macy book because good Lord, she can't have a wedding without my fans. <laughs> and um, so you have to listen Macy to will, them. They demand another will, book. You listen to them. <laughs> yes. Um, she will return again, but she will um, not be a series again. This will just be an add-on book. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of other spin-offs I want to do from the series, but you know, they're on a back burner for right now. Yeah. And the most recent book was Damsel's Distressed. And this is a collection of short stories in which the main character is a, a woman or a young girl, and they have to um, handle a situation or not. Okay. And uh, I can give you a, a brief hint as to what some of the stories are. I know there's a title page in here. Ah, there it is. Um, we have Stalked, mm -hmm. Predator, mm -hmm. The Unused Crib, which mm -hmm. is just a little flash fiction piece. Mm -hmm. um, the Air, which mm -hmm. used to be, well, it still is an ebook, but a lot of my um, fans don't read ebooks, so I needed to put it someplace concrete. I have some through um, BHC Press, who was my previous um, publisher. Right. And so they're under Open Window and Green Frog. Those are, are labels he has. I think it's green. It's something Imprints, frog. Yeah. Imprints. Yes. Imprints. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then um, Damsel's Distressed, I used Lilac Publishing. That's me. So basically most of your books are with the publishers. Yes. And you're, you're happy with that rather than going indie? Um, well, at this point, I'm still considered indie with AAE because they don't take any of the royalties. But they make you pay a lump sum, though, won't they, to get the book um, done? Actually, I get to have books designed wherever I want. And um, it's $247 for um, ISBNs and the LOCC number. Yeah. Which the LO. CC number is free once you have the ISBNs. So $247. And then you put the 500 and something on for the 550 for the design and interior. And then the $49 to um, Ingram Spark for hardcover yeah. at 49 for a soft cover you're starting to add up money so um That's, yeah it sounds to me like they're a vanity press 
basically so you pay a big lump sum and get your book done see that yeah my niece redesigned my logo so we yeah. have gone um to uh a different logo than what we have ever used mm -hmm. and um i spent 250 dollars and got 10 isbns oh wait i can also get upc with them unfortunately they put the price on it and i can't change the price and that kind of i don't like but i'll live with <laughs> um then um i have the book design and um covers that i still have to get but they're really not as expensive as they were the other way most definitely stay, you you were i'm sorry stay, but you've been close to 300 dollars a book by doing it myself yeah yeah so, yeah i'm back to myself it's, but i'm not taking on anybody else no 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 i understand that it's it's like with a, a new author they're so excited about getting their book published that they'll pay anything and they do i mean i've got a client who's working with author house unfortunately oh. um, yeah exactly um but uh, yours sounds not much different um it's a uh, vanity press um you pay a lump sum you get your book they don't really want to know after they don't help you with the marketing or promotion side anyway you email them they don't want to know they take their royalties you try and uh stop the contract they don't want to know you try and contact them they don't want to know it's uh, unfortunately it's a trap that many authors fall into because of the the flashing golden lights and we'll make your book a number one bestseller and and it will go and viral and you know it's uh but they let me ask you um let me ask you the one book from the macy series you won an award what was the award for mystery book of the year award for 2013 and it was done through um turning points magazine oh wonderful oh excellent did you get a little thing to put on the cover no i didn't what and that was that was the sad part yeah um, what a shame. because i'd have gone through and stamped them all let me tell you no, i'm sure you would <laughs> it is but, it is um, wonderful when you do receive uh, awards for your work um it's an accolade to show yeah. that it's a serious I did get a, a nice a nice one to frame lovely lovely so um yeah there was that and um my name in their um magazine with my picture and that i won um that was real nice That's so sweet. yeah you've got that to remember all that time um we're running out of time already but i want to just um go over for those uh, authors that are listening to the show, um, you're a writing coach. What is a writing coach? What do you do? What do I do? Um, I take from people who want to write but have never written to people who are have written and published and need to relaunch, rework, 
um, expand on what they're doing so that they can make more money. And um, it depends on A, the person's budget and B, what they need. And we work out how it can work for them. Um, I have a gentleman now who's relaunching the middle of February. We're working on building him a funnel so he can just use it over and over again for any future books. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're taking his current book. Um, we're going to give it away for $9.95 shipping and mm -hmm. handling. And then an upload of a $20, you might want these. And then we're going to build a course for him. And then we're going to build um, speaking for him and possibly a mastermind. So he can build on that. We're also getting him to put his book in audiobook. Okay. And MP4 download. Okay. So, so you're not, are you actually helping uh, authors to write or are you more of a coach in after you've written, this is actually what we need to do? I have authors who are um, wanting to write, don't know where to start, how to begin, and I start with those. I do a YouTube every morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time called T at 10 in Writing. And I pull from all my resources, Julia Cameron, Joel Saltzman, um, Bonnie Neubauer. And we talk about writing. I give them a writing prompt. And I tell them how to get a hold of me. I have an aspiring writers page on Facebook. It's open to the public. Um, and just go in and, and tell me you want to be a member. I have not disapproved anybody. I have blocked a couple people <laughs> because they weren't following the norm. Um, they were just spamming the page and I don't want that. I want something constructive. I put all my YouTubes on there so people can go back and watch them at their leisure. Um, I have my writing page, Rebecca Vigas, the writer whisperer on Facebook, also a public page. And you can find out about my books. My YouTubes are also there. So it's not like you have to join aspiring writers. Yeah. Um, I have a website. It's RebeccaVigas.com. You know, you can put the www in front of it. That might help, but it's all there. It's a secure site. You can see all my books. You can see what I'm up to. Um, you can make schedule an appointment. I do a one hour Zoom and we get to know each other, find out if we can work together and find out what the writer needs to work on. And then we build a plan around that. I send them a contract. Nothing happens before I get the contract and at least half of the payment up front. Mm -hmm. um, How long does that mean? Is it like a month contract when you're working with an author as a coach? Sometimes it's month to month. Sometimes it's six weeks. Um, I had one for 12 weeks and um, 
She was waiting on a check to come in to pay me. She got six weeks free and then told me she didn't want any more help. Nice. Nice, real nice. Um, not happy with that, but it was a learning experience. experience and that's why half yes. is up front. Yes. Um, <laughs> then um, I take writers who are kind of midway and struggling. It's like I got so far and I can't go any farther. And so we work around what is it that you want to accomplish by this? Who are you writing to? Because if you're not writing for a specific person, there's no sense. Um, I always have an audience person in mind. Um, and it's not always the same one. But I have two or three that I'm going, how is this going to sit with them if this happens? Um, that's my big thing. Um, I'm not in for a whole lot of um, cussing and swearing. Although there are times in my books when it is necessary. Um, and the first time I did was in crossing the line. And I thought they're all going to hate me for this. But you're dealing with high school kids. And about every fourth word out of their mouth has four letters. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't, I don't have know. a problem. I mean, the, the, the stuff that I write in the genre that I write in um, it's very explicit. It's very graphic. Um, you certainly wouldn't uh, read them. Um, but uh, because of the subject matter that I'm writing about, it's needed. It has to be. And I do read some that are more graphic than what I write. Um, mine are sometimes considered cozies, but not, they don't really fit into that. Mm. Um, my very first book was titled Secrets. Um, very first novel, I should say, was titled Secrets. And it was reviewed by a gal and she did this great big 750 word review. And it was the last lines that said it all for me. This author writes like a modern day Agatha Christie. Uh, that's what you wanted to hear. <laughs> And that's what you, you want to be compared to somebody who's well-known. You do. Or, or, or for them um, to say, oh, this uh, book needs to be on the big screen. And when you get yeah. a, a review like that, then you know you've done well. I and mean, Broken Chains has just uh, it blew me away how well it's been received because it's been so explicit and graphic. Um, probably one of the most um, explicit and graphic books I've done to date. And so I was worried about, you know, the first review, is it, am I going to bomb? Is it going to go, you know, five stars? And the first review was like, if I could give this book 10 stars, I would. Oh, and I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, 50, 50 reviews later, no one or two star reviews. So I'm very, very happy with that. <laughs> but you always worry for the first when it initially goes out you always worry for the first review you know are they gonna like it is it gonna bomb because it's up to them you've done your oh, work it is now. it truly is up to your reader whether or not it's going to work yeah um i learned through another author who, who's was writing um king arthur 
with a wife who was not Guinevere. And he was originally a Roman soldier. King Arthur fans nailed her to the cross. She didn't do her and research. She started, <laughs> she started trying to defend herself and the publisher stepped in and said, this is a work of fiction. This is the way this author sees it. There is no discussion here. No, no author. It doesn't matter what the review is. No author should reply to a review. Not even a positive thing. one. That is the worst thing you can do. Yep. Um, you can click on the, the like button on Amazon, you know, helpful or not helpful or report. Um, but you never, ever reply to a review. Same same with on Goodreads. I mean, that, that could be a nasty place, that place. Oh. You've got to be really careful with Goodreads. Um, but if you, if you have a book uh, and you don't um, go in and say thank you and uh, thank you so much for reading and this is who I am, they don't want to know you on Goodreads. They don't want to know the author. They want to read the book. They want to leave their review. That's it. When you start going in and introducing yourself, that's when it all goes down downhill from then on. So you're best just to um, use social media as the, the backdrop of introducing yourself and your book and then uh, posting uh, stuff about your books, about your characters and, and getting your sales that way because I can only use uh, digital uh, media for my promotion because I'm in the middle of a Greek village and don't have the opportunity of going to cons and doing readings and signings and what have you. So social media, online marketing is the only thing I can use to uh, get sales on my books. So um, any author out there um, certainly should uh, use as many platforms as they can because you're not going to have the same people on uh, Instagram, TikTok as you do on Facebook. You're not going to have the same people on Twitter as you do on LinkedIn. You know, so you need to cover as many uh, platforms as you can. You don't have to go on every single day, um, but you need to when you have a sale, when you have special offer, when you have a really good re editorial review. That's when you go viral with your post. Otherwise, you only post when you have something new to tell uh, people. And of course, newsletters. Um, I do most of my selling through newsletters, through cross-promotion with other um, authors. Um, they, their readers see my book and hear about me for the first time. And I get sales that way. And of course, it works the other way for the other author on my uh, newsletter newsletters are an amazing way of um, cross promoting and and getting sales um, as the second uh, biggest way of of selling your book of of course is face to face when you do the cons and they're starting to open again now so uh, that's really great for authors uh, my clients are so ecstatic because they're regulars at the cons and the signings and what have you um so that's really good that they're starting up again because uh, so many authors were like oh well i can't what do i do 
what how can I sell my book now uh, now that all the cons are closed and so I had so many clients coming up to me and saying look teach me how do I how do I promote now on digital media I've never done it before and what they have to remember now is that even though the cons are open and they've still got that place to sell their books the podcasts the radio shows the zoom meetings the um selling on social media which i never done before you know it's all that door is always going to be open to them it's always been open but they didn't know about it um now because yeah. of the the situation with the pandemic and the cons being closed now authors know that there is this other outlet out there where they can reach anyone around the world. There is no stopping. Exactly. There, there's, there, there's no stopping. There's no, there's no stop line now for how far they can um, sell their book and sell themselves. Of course, that's the most important thing is you sell yourself before you even speak about your book because no one's going to put their hand in their pocket and buy a book from an author they don't know. So... You don't give all your personal details around, but you introduce yourself and, and you do that by camera. And there's so many authors that are like, oh, I can't go on camera. I can't do it. And I'm like, but this is now, this is what works now. This is the way you have to do it. So you need to get over this shyness. So come on a podcast, come on a, my YouTube show. It's, it's on camera, but we're talking face to face. And yeah, people are going to see it, but you're not talking. It's not like you're talking in front of a thousand people. You're talking in front of me only. So um, a lot of people have got over their fear of, of, of being on camera. And of course, once you've done one podcast and they're happy with that. Oh, is that it? Oh, that was so good. I really enjoyed that. Great. Now go out and find more to do because you're getting word out about your books now. People are hearing about you for the first time, you know, and and so so many authors so shocked and surprised about this this uh, medium that's always been out there for them, but they never knew about it. So um, in, in a way, we do the same job. We're training, yes, we're teaching, we we're helping people um, to be better writers and to be better authors and to to uh, learn to how themselves. to market themselves and their books yeah so yeah. Um, um you told me about uh, your um your website which i'll put on the end of uh with the details of the uh, audio podcast mm -hmm. but uh, where can people actually find your books are they just on amazon or have you gone um, wide no, they should be worldwide. Um, they're on Amazon. Um, I know they're on Amazon UK. Barnes and Noble, Apple, Google Play, and um, um, Kobo, oh, all of those. Yeah. Apple. Uh, um, yeah. Apple downloads. Um, yeah, they're all out there. Wonderful. Um, they so are all in ebook form. Um, they're not audiobook yet, but they're all in ebook form. Um, I'm working on audios and MP4 downloads. Okay, um, we're well over time, but I, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you, Rebecca. Um, I'm so glad you asked. 
I have enjoyed this. Brilliant. Um, we will have all your details on the end of the uh, the audio podcast of where people can find you to hire you and also um, where they can buy your wonderful books. I wish you all the best in everything you do. Let's stay in Thank touch. You. Let's do that. Hi, I'd like to thank uh, my sponsor for today's show, Tim Parr from uh, the podcast Short Blogs from an Author's Pen. Thanks so much, Tim. Welcome to the Tim Parr podcast, Short Blogs from an Author's Pen. Every month I'll be giving you a bite-sized podcast in five minutes or less. Have a listen when you're out walking the dog, commuting to work, or have an idle five minutes. Tim Parr podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify and the usual places. Subscribe now to Tim Parr podcast and you won't miss a thing.